Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Well, if we've not met, my name is Jacinda. I'm one of the pastors here at Coast Vineyard, and I'm so glad that you could join us because this is week two of our current series, which is called Back on Track. And this week, it's all about being. has with Jesus in Matthew 14. It's that moment, that sort of miraculous A storm had blown up, and in the middle of all of that, they see Jesus walking towards them. And Peter, who has this rush of blood to the head, calls out to Jesus, gets out of the boat, and actually starts walking towards him. And he does it. He's walking on water. Jesus calls him. Just imagine what that would have been like. You know, his feet are wet, but somehow he's held up. He can feel the wind in his hair, and he can feel the spray on his face, but he's walking where he has never walked before. How amazing would that have been? He gazes into Jesus' face. He reaches towards Jesus' outstretched hand. And he slowly moves away from the boat with all the other disciples watching, probably in absolute awe and like mind-blowing kind of moment. And he walks towards his friend and rabbi, Jesus. However, then he starts to notice how deep the water is, how strong the wind is, how big and high the waves are around him, and he falters. He becomes so focused on his surroundings that his faith wavers and he starts to sink. He's overwhelmed by what he sees and what he's feeling and his focus shifts. I've got to say, I know how he feels. This is week, no, year three. We're going into year three. This year, just the demands of work and some things going on with our extended family and health and just deferred plans again have gathered together to feel and be quite distracting. And, and there's this temptation and honestly reality some days to shift my focus, to, to gaze and to fix my attention on those things rather than focusing my attention on Jesus who is in the midst of it all. And that's how life is sometimes, isn't it? We can move from confident trust that propels us towards Jesus to a place of overwhelm and distraction by all of the stuff that's surrounding us. Our responsibilities, our health, our fear of... Well, honestly, you could just about name anything, couldn't you? At the moment, there is fear of so many different things, of COVID, of the vaccines. I've talked to people who are afraid of being with other people. Um, the financial pressure people are experiencing, health issues, all of the different losses that we can come together and they can shift our attention, our focus, and we can start to sink under the weight of it all what or who we focus on makes a huge difference to us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, Paul, the apostle, writes this. He says, so we fix our eyes. 
seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The hard part about this is that while we know that we can focus elsewhere, the things that surround us can be really loud and feel really demanding, and hence those moments of distraction and overwhelm. This current track, this current series, sorry, back on track is an invitation for us to get back to what's important, to renew our vision and our practices for the year, to shift our attention back to the basics that underpin us and hold us steady with Jesus. It's to help us to lift our gaze and to focus again on Jesus. And that's what we're going to lean into today, to be focused on who leads us to and through this life. So why don't we pray as we start? Lord God, I, I just pray that you would come and that you would meet with each one who is watching or listening to this. God, you know our circumstances. You know where we're at with our circumstances, those moments of overwhelm or the things that distract us and that shift our focus and attention away from you. And Lord, I pray that you would have encounters with people today that would help us to be able to shift our gaze, to, to shift our focus, so that we can follow Jesus into life and through this life, into all that you are doing right in the midst of everything that's going on for us just now. So we invite your presence to come and be with us, in Jesus' name, Amen. In Hebrews 12, the second part of verse 1 and into verse 2, Paul encourages us to choose to focus in one direction. This is what he says. Let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus means keeping him as the main focus of our lives. It means putting Jesus above all things and turning to him first and whatever we might be facing. That's not a single act. It's something we repeat. It becomes a way of living life. Choosing our focus is something that we're going to practice over and over and over again. And it leads to a few key realities as we do this. First of all, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, as we focus our attention, we remember who he is. Now, the writers in the Old Testament didn't know Jesus. They were still looking forward to him, but they knew the need to look to God in the midst of challenging times, and to, in, in ordinary times, in all times, to remind themselves of who he is. They knew where to fix their attention, where to focus, to hold them steady. And I think that we can learn a lot from them still today. In Psalm 141, and so many of the Psalms were written by King David, he says, But my eyes are fixed on you, Sovereign Lord, for in you I take refuge. Do not give me over to death. The prophet Isaiah in chapter 26, verse 3, he says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. This practice of choosing to focus on and trust the all-powerful, trustworthy, loving and perfecter of our faith. Other translations put it that he is the author and the finisher of faith. 
we need reminding on a regular basis of who Jesus is and that he is at work in our lives as we follow him. We're not in this alone. He is at work in us and through us. And what he starts, he promises to finish. He pioneers new work in us and through us, and he will bring it to fruition. He will perfect it. He is the one who is unsurprised by the challenges of our day, who who knows the way forward, who promises to go with us, to help us and to heal us and to lead us. To turn to him first and always, we are reminded over and over and over that we are in safe hands. Jesus himself told his disciples in John 16, 33, he said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We can have peace in the midst of our troubles, in the midst of all of the different things that are in our lives, the highs, the lows, the mountains, the valleys, all of it. We can have peace in the midst of it all when we fix our eyes on Jesus because he has overcome the world. And as we are reminded of just who he is, we can also remember who we are. Our youth pastor, Olivia, has this main driver for her young people here at Coast Vineyard. And whether they're in Coasties on a Sunday or they're in our Coast Youth Program during the week, what she wants them to know and experience is that they are seen, known and loved. And I love that. And I am reminded that this reflects God's heart towards all of us. As we lift our eyes each day and we focus again on Jesus, we are reminded of this afresh. We are seen, we are known, and we are loved. And we can reorient our sense of identity, our security, and our calling, and our purpose on who Jesus says that we are. You might want to go deeper with some of that and explore all of what Jesus says about who we are in God during the week. But here's just a few things to get us started. We can remember that we are his beloved family. We are safe and we are saved. We're being made new. We are forgiven. We are free. We are called and we are invited into an intimate, real relationship with him and through him with others. Henry Nouwen has this beautiful quote. He says, our life is a short opportunity to say yes to God's love. A daily practice of fixing our gaze on Jesus will help us to remember that and make a choice to keep saying yes. A daily practice of fixing our gaze on Jesus will help us to remember God's invitation for us to say yes to his love for us. We fix our gaze on Jesus is that we can get perspective. I think one of the things I've loved is looking at the rhythm of how Jesus did life and how he did that. We can uh, get his perspective regularly, but we can miss it when our heads are bowed and when our focus is on the stuff of life. We see Jesus live this really simple rhythm to help him to cope with the rigors of his life. 
and to keep tapping into God's perspective along the way. Remember when we started this morning with that story of Peter walking out on the water to meet with Jesus? Well, just prior to this encounter, we're shown and told again of Jesus' rhythm of withdrawing from people to a quiet and a lonely place to be with God. He would flex between the crowds and solitude, between the noise of life and quiet. And it was in those quiet, solitary times where he created space to meet with God, to get refueled and to get perspective. This was how he was able to look upon the crowds with all of their constant demands of him and be filled with compassion for them. I've got to say, I am still a work in progress in this regard. I'm learning how to work that out and to live that out. And I, yeah, I've got a ways to go depending on what's going on in my life. But I know that the invitation is there for me to grow into this more fully. And I wonder if God is inviting you into that too. I have this vivid example of this from when I walked the Camino a couple of years ago. I had a day where I was walking pretty much uphill all day. I was climbing this mountain to get to a monastery where I was going to be staying the night. It was hot and it was dusty and it was hard work. And about two thirds of the way up the mountain, I felt like God gave me this nudge to just stop and to turn and to lift up my eyes, to look out. Suddenly, I could see this whole vista that I had been missing with my head down, focused on the trail and focused on my feet. I'd sort of look a little way ahead, but I would sort of see all the stuff I was having to navigate. But by stopping, and lifting my eyes, I could see not only where I had been, but also more of where I was going. My perspective was completely different. And we can experience a version of that when we lift our eyes up regularly above our circumstances and fix our eyes on Jesus to give him our focused attention. When we focus on him, as we lift our eyes, we're going to be reminded of who he is we are reminded of who we are and we can get his perspective. And that radically changes us and our way of moving through the world as we put this into practice. As I've been preparing this message, I've had that old hymn running through my head and my heart. And probably many of you will know it. It's that one that uh, the refrain is, turn your eyes upon Jesus. And it was written by Helen Howarth Lemmel in 1918 during the Spanish flu epidemic. She was inspired to write this after she read a small booklet called Focused, which was written by a missionary called a large part of her life as a missionary in Algeria, reaching out to Muslim people. She was a, a woman in her mid-30s who, who left everything she would, had been born into um, relative wealth in the UK, but after the death of her father when she was young and then her mother, she felt called to be a missionary, so in her mid-30s, off she trundled to Algeria, as you do, as a single woman. And she wrote this beautiful little pamphlet called Focused, and that was what gave inspiration to that hymn. I'm not going to read all of the lyrics to you now, but the refrain captures the essence of what happens as we focus our attention on Jesus. I won't sing it now, but there is a beautiful... Uh, Kind of rendition of this that Lauren Daigle has just done in the last few years so you could google it on YouTube later on but the refrain goes like this 
Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. This is what happens for us when we are captivated again by Jesus. That as we fix and focus our attention and our gaze upon him, that fresh revelation of who he is helps reorient us in our sense of identity, of who we are, and gives us perspective to see things the way that he does. Lilius Trotter, when she wrote that little booklet, has this beautiful quote from that. Turn full your soul's vision to Jesus and look and look at him. And a strange dimness will come over all that is apart from him. For he is worthy to have all that there is to be had in the heart that he has died to win. Doesn't that just sort of capture you? Just that, that just grabs my heart. He is worthy of all that there is to be had in the heart that he has died to win. Simple Godward rhythms can help us to create space to return again each day to fixing our gaze, to focusing our attention on Jesus, to live a life focused on him and his kingdom, to have our hearts captured again by the wonder of him, to look and to look at him. We've got a new group starting up this coming Thursday called Information. We're going to meet monthly and the whole year we're going to put this into practice to explore ways that we can encounter God, to fix our attention on Jesus, to give him our focused attention on a regular basis. And I'd love to invite you to join us as we intentionally explore ways for, for, for doing, putting that into practice and allowing Jesus to form us as we do. So if you're interested, you can jump on the website and check it out in the What's On section, or you can get in touch with me and chat with me uh, and sign up in this next day or two. But as we finish, I'd love to invite you to ask the questions that are going to pop up on the screen as a starting point to chat with others in your home gathering or in your bubble or to use in your own reflections with God later in the week or later today but allow God to speak to you about how you might become more focused on Jesus in this season in a way that leads you to life and to freedom and to peace and to experience all that God has for you in this season so why don't I pray and then the questions are going to pop up on the screen and we can just take our time being able to share the journey with those that we gathered with today. So Lord, I just, I just am captured again by the wonder of you because you are indeed worthy of our attention, of our focus. But God, it is so easy for us to get distracted by all of the things that are going on in our lives, our internal world and our external world that vies so loudly for our attention. So God, I pray that you would minister to your people, that you would capture our hearts again, that you would uh, capture our imaginations again of what our lives lived with you can look like in this season and into this year. Come Holy Spirit. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Go well, friends. We'll see you next week. Well, thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.